Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashef and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. There's got to be a few out there. <laughs> Was there six listening? Six. Two. 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 Okay. Yeah. But if you had the four in the studio, then that would be six. Of course, there's five in the studio, but Justin doesn't listen, so. But our podcast listeners are going to love this show. It's Pale 31. is awesome beer. Absolutely. They should really want to know how to make this beer. Pale 31. Yeah, that kind of blows my whole thing of uh, what's our request for today. But yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Jump the gun a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, that, that's that's why oh. I, uh, why they put me in the driver's seat. But that's that's, oh. uh, that's all right. That's all right. But uh, we have a, a guest in the studio. We got uh, Peter Simons from uh, our, our buddy from Sydney, Australia. G'day. How are you? <laughs> you're, like, you're like fresh off the plane too. Yeah, yeah. Fresh yeah. off the boat. It's got well, luggage tags on yes. it. Wouldn't say fresh, but uh, he is no, off off the, slightly right. Recent off the off the plane, <laughs> straight out straight out of U.S. Customs, where they probed him to re- ask why he was bringing hops in. It's all these hops. Yes, yeah. so. it's all these green leafy things. But the uh, the man that kept, that mattered said, "I brew as well." Oh yeah, <laughs> off you go. <laughs> yeah. Nice, good I brother. So I thought so. That's cool. Good customs agent. You know, and it, rare. Anytime I think, anytime you bring uh, bring beer into any country, it seems that I've been to, anyways, you're carrying beer in or out. You know, they'll ask what's in there. You say beer. And they're like, ah, they smile and they're just like, it's okay. You well, know, I put on the form. I put on the form. I was bringing in hops, mm-hmm. and the guy that originally looked at it said, ah. Oh, I'm not sure whether that's okay or not. Mm-hmm. One of the other guys will sort it out. Yeah, and that was the guy that said, "Ah, I brew. How are they? How are they packaged?" I said, "Oh, vacuum sealed." He said, "Yeah, yeah. off you go." Nice. Yeah. And, and so he probably did, just did was... you say, "So why did you have me drop my pants and bend over?" <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Do? If it was all okay, why are you probing me? Yeah. He probably just was going to yell at you about uh, sealing them improperly. He's going to yell at you for having oxidized hops or something. <laughs> no. How are they sealed, sir? No just they're to... in a Ziploc. That is not good that enough. That is not acceptable. <laughs> they're not allowed. <laughs> vacuum well, sealed. Oxygen well, the, well, the evacuated. Bloke, the bloke before me, he said, uh, basically, stop wasting my time. And he said, off you go. Great. Because he had, he had a little handheld carry-on thing. He said, no, no, off you go. Yeah. But the lady that came in with the apple half-chewed, Oh. She was given the full treatment. Yeah, yeah. She's an idiot. Had to give her the full treatment, too. It was. She handed over a half-chewed apple. Did you believe it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might dump that before you. Yeah. yeah. Going in. Anyway. 
Any country, yeah. But, uh, you know, when it's beer-related, they all seem to have no problem with it. They're like, ah, yeah. And they all, uh, all the countries have limits on the amount you can take in, but none of them check or care, you know. I think it's really important, though, uh, when it comes to quarantine things in Australia, the um, the quarantine, trying to keep it pest-free in the states mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, much the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always declare it. It's much, oh, yeah, it's yeah, much yeah. safer. It is important. Now, when I was a kid growing up in Los Angeles, they would we had a medfly epidemic, and I remember three times a week they the plane were would come over and spray. They were spraying yeah. the whole, orange everything. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was a sticky, <coughs> yeah. brown fluid. It would be little dots everywhere of the stuff. Mm. I'm positive half of what's wrong with me today is from whatever was going on with that spraying. Yeah. What do you mean, only yeah. half? <laughs> and I just, th- but I just think you're Drugs right. Like it, it, it is important. It, it seems silly, but but I think you're right. It's important to when you're when you're dealing with vegetables and and plants mm. and you know ecosystems are fragile. Yeah, you want to go see these places. Don't don't screw them up. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm with Jay Z on this one. The you tell people what you're doing, mm-hmm. and 99 percent of the time they. Just don't have a problem. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. You cannot carry enough beer, personally, <laughs> to have it be a problem. You know, it's never a commercial val- amount if, if you are able to lug it into the customs lane. Right. Uh, just like, it well, it okay. might be a duty issue, but yeah, yeah. yeah that's, but a, even that's then, a commercial issue. Yeah. Right. But even then, they, they, you know, if it's for your personal consumption, they don't care. They're just like, yeah, it's all right. I think you're talking about this country, perhaps. Mm. I don't know. Others, yeah. others vary. Uh, New Zealand, they're like, ah, they didn't care how much it was. Did you bring uh, one for us? Yeah, they're just like, oh, they're like, oh, great. Mm. Bring it in, take it out, who, who cares? Yeah. yeah, well, I love that trip, and uh, Peter's come, and we're, by the time you hear this, if you're not listening live, then uh, Peter and I are probably... Uh, not talking to each other. Not talking to each other. We're in jail. You'll see it on the video. We're going to videotape this because uh, so many people have said, oh, you guys are doing a trip together for eight days on the road. Oh, you got to video that. Gonna, <laughs> I'd, really, I'd really like to see that. Yeah. It's going to be messy. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, make sure you video that for us. Good luck with that. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I expect no problems whatsoever. It'll be great. Oh, it's a great <laughs> opportunity. I'm in the Wild West in all of its... <laughs> Splendor. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I asked him, I said, is there anything you'd like to see? You know, any, are you interested in, uh, you know, I don't know, old western towns, trains, you know, scenery, like, you know. The, 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 Trigger. The, the, the horse. arches or, you know, something like you that. You didn't tell me about Trigger. <laughs> oh, you can go see Trigger, yeah. Where's He's Trigger? like, no, just beer. I'm like, all right. I wouldn't mind seeing Mount Rushmore. Is that anywhere on the way because of the... No, it's uh, on the way back. Ah, oh, that's so. Could you take a snap for me on the north? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know a postcard because of deep purple. The Wild West now is just a speckling of truck stops, is what you're going to see, Peter. Yes, you're going to see some uh, some brew some, pubs and some truck stops and some some Walmart parking lots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you don't have to pay to sleep for the night. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My darling wife wants me to take happy snaps of the WalMarts. Oh, she just cannot believe what. <laughs> Jamil over there has, has led me astray into. Well, you'll oh, have, no. have neighbors there, so you get pictures well, yeah. of them, too. Well, he's asking me, so why are we, st- why are we stopping in Walmart parking lots? I'm like, because it's free. Yeah. It's like, and so they've got, like, facilities for you to... I'm no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> just parking lot. Yeah. I'm like, the Walmart's open 24 hours, and you can get anything you need to live out of a Walmart. That's so. right. Have you seen the people 
the people of Walmart. <laughs> I represent just, the people of Walmart, yes. <laughs> no, you're not fat enough. What's going to be more um, fun Seriously, there. you're not fat enough. But you've seen them, Peter. What, what'll be more fun is listening to them. Ah. While you're in line. Oh, their <laughs> flow true. is extra heavy this month. You hear all kinds of shit that you don't need to hear at the grocery store. Mm. It's awful. Oh, you're spoiling the surprise for me now. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have fun. Well, and, and even more important is the aromas, or should I say the odors of, of the people at Walmart. Uh, yeah. That, that tends to be, we'll fit right in after a couple of days in the RV with no showers. We'll, we'll blend right in. We'll be just like the natives. <laughs> Now, now that Walmart will never be a Can sponsor. hardly smell the difference. <laughs> yeah. And they're probably looking for my RV. They'll kick us out of the parking lots now. Now we're going to be stopped on the roadside. Oh, that lot will be speckled with RVs. They won't recognize you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> one, one more trashy RV in there. Yeah. yeah. But you know, Do they actually sell ammunition in Walmart? Oh, sure. Actually, it's, it's really cheap too. too. That's a good place it's to a, go. It's a good place yeah. to go for your for what, your your one of my mates said, um, Yeah. Do they do they get ammunition? And there's this old, decrepit thing outside that you could take pot shots of. I said, hmm. <laughs> I the imagine, RV. Yeah. yeah. Well, well now, now, see, the RV's not that bad. I, you know, uh, a number of listeners have seen the RV, and they've all uh, given it a name. They call it the Pope's uh, uh, On-Road uh, Sanctuary, mm-hmm. or POS for short. You know, they've... <laughs> So uh, they'll tell me, hey, you know, how's the POS uh, that you're driving to uh, Minneapolis? Yeah. I'm like, hey, you know, the the Pope's on the road sanctuary. Yeah. That's the only thing that will make you stand out in Walmart. Your uh, your wagon's a little too nice for, for Walmart. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, we'll put some stickers on it. Yeah. I brought I some stickers good. and some flags. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. He wants to put, like, Australian stickers on the thing. They'll think we're from some foreign country where, you know, they'll think we're Taliban or something. <laughs> You know, you get to some of these states. I don't know. That there's a terrorist flag. <laughs> it's a terrorist ain't it? flag. Yes. What kind of, what don't kind try of, to stand out. That an American flag. I can recognize the American flag. Yeah. All yeah. Right. All right. Well. So. Uh, so what is our beer today? Yeah. What? I don't know. I thought I heard I it was I Pale Thirty One. No it's a surprise to me. Do we have a request? We do. Just Let's a, let the listener do. Uh, listener. Hey, Jamil and Tasty. This is Troy from Utah. Hey, after your TBA uh, show, that Firestone Walker go the barrel, I decided to go down to the local liquor store and see what I could find. Unfortunately, they all had uh, the Pale 31. However, that beer is absolutely incredible. Uh, super smooth, drinkable, a hop aroma that just blows me away. I've tried to recreate it a couple of times, but just can't quite dial it in. So, I'm going to defer to the masters. Jamil, Tasty. Firestone Walker, Pale 31. Can you brew it? All right, Troy. Excellent choice. One of the the great, easy-drinking beers with a huge amount of character. Uh, I love this beer. It's got a, a, a you know a citrusy hop character to it. It's a gentle malt uh, background. Nice, crisp, dry finish that makes you want to drink more and more and more of it. Uh, good bitterness, so uh, you know you can eat it with just about any food. Great stuff, great stuff, uh, and a, an excellent choice. This turned out to be uh, Chad's uh, challenge. He uh, went ahead and uh, tried brewing a clone beer of that. And uh, what we're going to do, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, our tasting of that and whether we think it's cloned or not cloned. Back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The, the Time Brewers. Time Brewers. 
When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 1842 in the province of Bohemia. Yo, this era jerky. All the beers is murky. What ho, friends? A male alewife. I don't know what I'm doing, so I got this dark malt, yeah? More stinky dark beer, yeah. No, sir. Please, wait. Just a moment. Aye, a package from the future, from Northern Brewer. Use the Pilsner malt, my good man. And these sats hop, sucker. They ain't noble like Queen Victoria, but you can use Sterling from Portland to Astoria. Let your war caramelize and let melanodins harmonize in a long boil. Keep your starter undercover with aluminum foil. Boo. And use it thou some bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and get your nasty-ass bog myrtle back to the dark ages, Brother Abelard. Hey, this golden lager with the happy hops pretty damn good. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we did. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next okay, meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, 
and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zalashan and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamil. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewing network or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own, the how-to homebrew beer magazine. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Now back to Can You Brew It? All right. We are in the midst of uh, cloning Firestone Pale 31, which... If you've never tasted it, you've got to do yourself a favor. Go out and get yourself a six-pack or find it on draft somewhere or fly out to uh, some place where they have it, and you'll be amazed at the at the quality of that beer. That is uh, just a spectacular beer. And uh, during uh, it's prior to the show and, and during the break, we've been uh, taste-testing uh, blind uh, Chad's uh, attempt at cloning the beer and the commercial example. Weren't sure which was which. Uh, let's talk about that first. Now, one of the one of the things here is um, Firestone, and you'll hear this in the interview. If you haven't uh, listened to the interview yet, go back two episodes, and there's the Firestone Walker interviews for a series of beers. And they make two beers out of this. One is just the uh, the straight beer, which is sold as the Mission Street Pale Ale at the Trader Joe's. It's an excellent beer, and they sell it dirt cheap, well worth buying a whole bunch. When they make Pale 31, they actually blend a little bit of the double barrel ale in with that. Adds a little bit of color, adds a little bit of sweetness, adds a, you know, a tiny Smooth. bit of maybe wood, wood flavor. Mm-hmm. So there's two beers really here to clone that Chad's trying to achieve. And uh, what we tasted during the, the before the show, at the start of the show, we tasted uh, Blind, Chad's Attempt, and a Mission Street Pale Ale. Uh, let's start with uh, Tasty. What did, what did you think of those... Uh, Differences, uh, clone, not clone. Well, first of all, it's it's definitely clone. Uh, very minor differences. Um, you know, maybe a slight. Um, maybe the uh, commercial version. Uh, it's been a little bit too much time on Trader's Trader Joe's shelf. Maybe it's not well. Spoiled. And that's, that's one of the things that, uh, that Matt time. Matt was saying. Yeah, he's, he said, "Well, you know, if you're going to pick it up at Trader Joe's, you know, like, try and get it early. Try and get it fresh. Find out when they're getting a, sh- a fresh batch and get it right away because they store it warm." 
So, uh, you know. Yeah, from the warehouse to the right. shelf to the but customers. But even then, it, it, it stands up pretty well. Yeah, it's right. good. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, they're both very good. I just noticed that what uh, turned out to be the uh, clone beer, uh, the home-brewed version, seemed a little bit fresher, which we get that all the time on this show. Everything mm-hmm. happens, you know. Because we don't, uh, <laughs> we're human beings, we don't brew these beers uh, ahead of time and age them. For a level playing field, we brewed, you know, Chad brewed this probably 15 days ago or something. Right. Yep. In two minutes or something. So we rush them in, to, in rush them out of the brewery and bring them here and taste them. So mm-hmm. we have obviously a distinct advantage. Poor Matt has to put his cold beer on a warm truck and right, right. Let Trader Joe's deal with it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I say definitely clone. Uh, it's a great beer. It's got great hop aroma. Mm-hmm. Great uh, mm-hmm. malt top balance. Uh, okay. Yeah, they did a great job, and uh, so did Chad. Peter, how about you? You got a, a sense of uh, clone, not cloned? Well, I, I guess I, I saw a little difference in color, but overall cloned for me. Mm-hmm. Which might be, you know, a, a tad oxidation if uh, if it was the uh, commercial example, maybe or yeah, it might it have been it might have been as Tacy said, perhaps just a little bit old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, uh, Justin? And, I, and Peter, you're calling it cloned or not cloned? Oh, I think cloned. All cloned. right. Phew. Told out there. Dramatic. Cloned. Definitely cloned. And I just want to kind of point out and reiterate, <laughs> to me, it, it isn't just age uh, on the uh, commercial example. It's, it's poorly aged. In mm-hmm. other words, I don't think that beer's been sitting around all that long. I just think it's been sitting around in the heat for a short period of time. Hmm. And I, I just, because it's a different kind of age that we usually, you, know, you said this always comes up on the show. It's a different kind of, uh, <laughs> it hasn't just been there for a year. I think it's just been there for a hot couple of months. Yeah, uh, these, these go into the warehouse warm. So yeah. if it's on the fourth level of this big pallet racking. Yeah. It's yeah, 100 yeah, up there already. Yeah. Uh, anyway, cloned. It was so similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and uh, I'd also say cloned. When we tasted them, I thought that the sample, which turns out to be Chad's, I said, "Well, that's the commercial example right there." That's you know, I've dr- I've consumed a lot of Mission Street Pale Ale. I got a Trader Joe's within fifteen hundred feet of where I live, mm. and uh, so I've, I've sucked down cases of this beer, and that's that's the beer I buy when it's fresh. That's that's it right there. It's it's exactly it. I was sure that A was the uh, the commercial example, and that B. Maybe Chad had some something that went wrong, but I shouldn't have doubted you, buddy. I mean, <laughs> shouldn't have told him you. I was totally, uh, I was totally wrong, and uh, you know, so it, it is so cloned. It is so exactly the beer. I, you know, you, I imagine you could give this to Matt, and he'd go, "Yeah, that's that's the Mission Street." You know, hmm. oh, it's nice and fresh. It's in good condition. You know, it's been traveled well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, every brewer knows that, that you know, uh, mishandling uh, doesn't do any favors for it. Even still, I thought they were both good beers. And I, and even with the, the differences, it's still cloned. It's it's that close still. I mean, there was kind of a, a slight biscuity sweetness that came early in the commercial example that wasn't there in the uh, – but other than that, they finished the same. And, and maybe the hops are just a slightly bit brighter in the, in the uh, homebrew version because of that. But uh, – Perfectly cloned. So I guess we have uh, Chad, uh, the last say on this. Clone, I, I agree with everyone across the board. I, I think it's cloned. I definitely pick up the older beer type, you know, thing mm-hmm. going on. Uh, yeah, it's a great beer. I'm really in love with this beer now. 
Mm. So, so drinkable. Happy. Yeah. yeah. Such a, a, a light, dry finish that makes you, okay, I got to have some more of that. I'll tell you the most interesting thing for me brewing this beer, and we'll get into it a little later too, is just using the OO2, the English yeast, and having mm-hmm. it attenuate so far down. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at that temperature. Right. So right. right off the bat, I was, I don't know, surprised <laughs> that it would go so low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, good job. All right, so then what we did is uh, we're saying, all right, well, uh, we're supposed to call it Pale 31. And not Mission Street, <laughs> although, you know, it's just good to go out by that Mission Street. Pale 31 is essentially the Mission Street uh, with a little bit of uh, Firestone Walker's DBA blended in. And Matt said, just blend it to, to taste. And so that's what we did. And, it, uh, you know, my take on it was uh, 18.73% <laughs> DBA, yeah. eighteen to twenty. Write that down at home. Yeah, yeah. Right, we blended right by around, color, uh, then right we around, tasted it. Yeah, right around twenty uh, percent. I went a little heavy, you know, to start with. But uh, what did you get, Tasty? Did you get uh, around that same percentage? Yeah, yeah. I, I might have gone over with with my, what I thought was twenty. So I would, yeah, eighteen might be it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just blended by color. So I, you know, I looked at the color right. of the target beer and. Uh, yeah, and it may be slightly less than that. Um, I mean, it could possibly be as low as ten. I don't know, but uh, I think if you're around fifteen percent, you got to be really close. And once once we added that, it was just like, yeah, that's it. That's pale thirty-one. I mean, so it looks really pale. The Mission Street or the homebrew version, and then when mm-hmm. you add it, it really kind of goldens up. Is that how you describe it? Or yeah, exactly. It takes on this golden hue, and uh, it picks up a slight sweetness and a, and a very slight. Uh, wood taste it's it's real subtle and, and again i think the reason we taste it because we went a little heavy and then uh you know trying to be more a little, like 15 less. Yeah. yeah so maybe 15 percent. i think that marisada that's in the, in the dba is really blossoms right when it's um, in, put into this uh pill well, there's other stuff in the in the dba as well mm-hmm. right crystal? there's uh some several types of crystal or a couple mm-hmm. of types of crystal that i think adds that that 120 and that 75 adds uh some sweetness back to the beer, mm-hmm. and that kind of sweetens it up a little bit. Right. So they're both excellent beers. Um, boy, yeah, it's hard. It would be hard to choose between one or the other. <laughs> well, you don't have to. You can make them both. Yeah, you make them both by making just one. That's true. pretty cool. Get yourself some DBA, or hang on for our DBA clone show, Hopefully. and then you can you can you brew both, and then you can make three beers out of two. There you go. All right. Cool. Anything else to add about uh, clone not cloned? Uh, you guys here. Satisfied with that? Very right. satisfied. I think that's a good call. That's unanimously cloned. When do we get to see the recipe? Well, what we'll do is we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get right into that recipe. Back after this. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. 
Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, uh, mother... White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Fen. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up... Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13 Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25 Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity Voices Impersonated. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's so easy. Just throw it together. Put some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. And you know, you can get everything for brewing this. Uh, we're going to go over the recipe here for the Firestone Pale 31 Mission Street uh, uh, Pale Ale beers. 
And you can get everything for brewing these at uh, our fine sponsor, Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. Check them out. They, uh, they got great prices on everything and uh, cheap shipping and just out-of-this-world customer service, which is uh, one of the reasons we love them so much. Uh, not to mention they, they pay for this show, so you don't have to. So give them, give them at least an email. If, you, if you're not buying something, you better, uh, you better at least let them know you love them for, uh, for taking care of us. So good folks. All right, Firestone uh, Pale 31. Uh, again, this is for six gallons. We do all the recipes for six gallons at the end of the boil, and then you, know, you have your losses before you package. Uh, anticipated starting gravity, 1044, 11 Play-Doh. Uh, the color, SRM, uh, 4.1. And anticipated IBUs for the that are going to calculate out in this recipe are going to be 12.2. It's using the Rager formula. Again, it's because there's a hot whirlpool at the end that uh, Firestone does that drives extra IBUs, but what you do in the, the rest of the recipe is going to calculate out differently. So it's a 90-minute boil. Uh, your grains, uh, a pale uh, malt, two-row, uh, Munich, uh, and a Carapels. So 80% pale, uh, 3.85 kilograms. 15% Munich malt or uh, 720 grams, and 5% Carapils or 240 grams. Uh, hopping, you're going to have 7 grams of Fuggles, pellets, 4.75 alpha at 90 minutes. 7 grams of Chinook, 13% alpha acid at 30 minutes. 24 grams of Cascade pellets, 6% alpha acid, 0 minutes. 24 grams of Centennial uh, 10.5% alpha acid, 0 minutes. And then for dry hopping, it's 24 grams each of ca- Centennial and Cascade, and uh, that's for the dry hop. Yeast, White Labs, WLP002 English Ale Yeast. <clears throat> All right. you know, I suppose you could use also the 007, but the 002 seems to be doing really well on these uh, these beers at this point, or we're having good success with the uh, the clones. The Walker's Reserve was cloned with this yeast, and so is the uh, so is the Pale Thirty One. The light's a little too bright for you there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you doing your your Stevie yeah. Wonder impression? I don't know why they're so bright? But. <laughs> your life's so bright, you got to wear shades. <laughs> Just yeah. bright in here. <laughs> Maybe your pupils are dilated a little too much. Oh, oh I mean. <laughs> No, that, no, no, nothing like that. that. No, 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 nothing. All right. It's the middle of the afternoon. Come on. Not yet. <laughs> middle of the afternoon, so why are you waiting so long? No, no, no. <laughs> All right, so they do this 145-degree uh, Fahrenheit uh, uh, rest at 60 minutes, uh, and Matt was saying he wants to get this as fermentable as possible to really dry it out, and then uh, 155 Fahrenheit for 10 minutes. And then uh, you can go to mash out. And the, the 155 is really just to make sure that everything's fully converted and then uh, on from there. They do uh, they, they uh, do a reverse osmosis on the water and then uh, gypsum and calcium, car- uh, uh, calcium chloride uh, to 100 ppm. They cool the wort to 17 degrees C. They pitch the yeast. They let it rise to 19 C after the first day or so after all their, their yeast growth is done. Uh, and then if you are, uh, let's see here. Um, one of the things that, uh, they do is, uh, uh, to, like we mentioned earlier, to make the pale 31 out of the, uh, the mission street, which is this recipe, you add uh fire some double barrel ale. 
and we're saying you know around fifteen percent is is probably just about right. And you do it to taste and uh, makes for a nice beer, a little bit sweeter, a little bit uh, a little bit different. And uh, any anything uh, from the crowd? You're all staring, sitting there, looking at me like uh, no, no, uh, just absorbing the recipe, absorbing. Excitement, yeah, a little, a little excitement in the room here. A, we got the we got the recipe for Pale Thirty One. No, no, we got it right here. No, this is it. It's exciting. It's all a bit low key. I was expecting you to be a bit more pumped. You know, I'm just, just no big I'm deal. Such for us. a laid back individual. Oh, I'm so calm, <laughs> so collected. That's me. All right, let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll hear about Chad's brew day and any adjustments he might have made to uh, account for differences in process. Back after this. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The The Time Brewers. When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 19th century Burton-upon-Trent. Ah, Merry England! Something is amiss, my friends. Be on guard! Are these casks of white Zinfandel will stand the Queen's men in good stead in far Bangalore? Ah, hell no! Blush wine out of Britain be worse than microwaving a kitten! Maharaja Dodgers drinking pink be vomiting predominant on the subcontinent! Oh, dear! You can't drink blush with Vindaloo! Oi, <laughs> what should I do? Ship hogsheads of this high carbonate water. <laughs> no, sir. Please, wait. Just a moment. Well, bless me. A parcel from the future. From one northern brewer. Use this malice alter, my good man. EKG at a high rate per barrel. Make ladies wet like Colin Farrell. Now quit Burton ruining the Burton Union and get Burton brewing. Forgettest thou not the bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento Chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and keep that nasty-ass bog myrtle inside your sackcloth, Brother Abelard. My stars, but this India Pale Ale is better than wine. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we dare. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of The Time Brewers. Stop. Burdison, what is it? Shh. Listen. I think I hear a dwarfing air. A what? A dwarfen ale. But there's no such thing. Aye, lad, but soon there will be. Hail Brewers! Fantasy Brewmasters invites you to participate in their 2010 Dwarf Brew Recipe Contest. Do you dig fantasy? Have you ever wondered what sort of ale a wizard might come across at his local tavern? Have you ever wanted to find out what a dwarf in ale really tastes like? Yeah, you know who you are, and here's your chance to show your geek pride. Submit what you think would be the ultimate dwarf in beer, and your recipe could be chosen for commercial production as their flagship beer. Entrance must be a U.S. resident, 21 years of age or older. Log on to www.fantasybrewmasters.com to register and for contest rules and more details. For this contest, they're looking to brew an authentic dwarf in beer of your creation along the lines of a very drinkable brown ale. Registration deadline is Tuesday, August 31st. The winner takes home $1,000. Plus, they get to see their beer brewed commercially. 
Go to fantasybrewmasters.com now. It's not some old fantasy character beer. It's fucking dwarf in ale. Fantasybrewmasters.com. Organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. Seven Bridges has the best selection of organic ingredients, including over 27 varieties of organic hops at breworganic.com. Join their mailing list for special deals and regular updates. They've been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for 13 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. And Seven Bridges is the proud host of the fourth annual National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall for a chance to win great prizes, including stainless steel brew kettles and organic brewing ingredients. This year, the challenge will be judged in two locations, on the East Coast at Capital City Brewing in Arlington, Virginia, and on the West Coast at Gordon Biersch in San Jose, California. For complete details, visit breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to great beer and people-friendly business practices. They offer environmentally friendly, fair trade, and fair wage brewing products whenever possible. Seven Bridges, breworganic.com. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollertower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Hilo, what's your feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. Woo! It's the Brewing Network. And now, suck it, Tasty. <laughs> That's Push's little girl, isn't it? She's a smart little girl, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knows her stuff. She knows who to stick it to. <laughs> tasty. Suck it, tasty. All right, so we're we're discussing uh, Pale 31, Mission Street Pale Ale. Now, Chad, this was your challenge, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to take on something that we all love so much, you know, because we're all very keen on making sure that this is exactly what, what we want. We're not going to cut Big you challenge. any slack. Yeah. Big challenge in this one. The only one that's going to be even more is, I think, Union Jack. You know, mm-hmm. we're not gonna go, it was zero slack. He's well, sweating over there. It's not Tasty identical. Today's there. the day. I'm feeling, I don't know. I may have to we're leave not, early. We're not going to. We're going to stomachache all of a sudden. We're not mm. going to uh, cut any slack on Union Jack. And we, we're not cutting any slack on this one either. I think you, you've really yeah, outdid yourself. Yeah, I can't find a flaw it's with perfect. that. This one, yeah. So what kind of challenges did you see in making you know, Matt's process match, match yours? And, and, and what adjustments did you have to do to make that happen? So the biggest one probably is the Whirlpool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he Whirlpools for quite a long time. I think it's 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I opted out of that. And so mm-hmm. basically moved the 30-minute uh, edition to a 60-minute edition of the Chinook. Um, uh, and also the zero-minute edition turned into a 30-minute. 
of mm-hmm. the Cascade Centennial blend. Um, that was probably the biggest change I made on the fly uh, in the boil mm-hmm. on brew day. And it worked um, out really well. Yeah, yeah. the hot balance is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, I did use the uh, water profile that came with the recipe, which was calcium was 75 parts per million, mm-hmm. magnesium 12 parts per million, sodium was 35, sulfates were 120, and chloride 100. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it helped. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't do too much. Um, you know, they're pretty small additions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fermentation overall was uh, interesting with that English yeast, as I brought up. Right, right. Um, you know, using 001 at 65 degrees. 002. Uh, uh, no, I mean, typically. The, oh, 001. Oh, 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 uh-huh. um, so it's like, okay, I know that'll attenuate and uh, do good things. But the 002, you know, everyone typically ferments it a little uh, higher, it seems like, just to fer- finish it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely like the, the scheme that Matt has of raising the temperature. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, I don't know, I think it's wonderful. And as he talks about in his interview, it, it really... Um, melds with the hops and adds a, a unique character to the beer, mm-hmm. a different hop flavor that I, I probably couldn't get with 001. Now, did you uh, make a starter? Did you add oxygen? <laughs> I did uh, make a starter, and I did add a little bit of oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, always. Mm-hmm. So how big a starter, how much oxygen? But, people people are actually asking. Is, people have requested that we cover what size starter and how much oxygen. Sure. I mean, typically, you know, I... Use the Jay Z uh, pitching calculator, uh, MrMulty.com. There you go. And, uh, you know, I, I think it worked out to be close to like 2,000 mils, mm-hmm. um, maybe a single vial this time around, mm-hmm. if I can recall. No, it might have been two. And uh, basically about one liter per minute for about a minute mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of oxygen. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the, the gist of it. And uh, it, was, it was a fun beer to brew. Mm hmm. And again, I was just amazed that it finished out the way it did. It, how how it fermented, quickly did it ferment out? Good question. Uh, about four to five days mm-hmm. uh, is what Matt said. Mine was more around five days mm-hmm. uh, before I dry hopped it. Right. So it was close to terminal, about 10, 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did the dry hop, let that go for about four days, and then crashed. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like Pasty had brought up, this is probably about a 15-day beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, your sample was brilliantly clear. Amazing. Yeah. So, did, you, did you filter? No. All right. So this yeast, I'm becoming a fan. <laughs> I want to play around with it more. It right. flocculates. It does. Yeah. It yeah. does. Yeah, that so. 002 and that 07. 07 is even more, it's like a more aggressive version oh of 002. And you'll, you'll ferment out in three days and uh, it'll, it drops like a ton of bricks. Uh, we really like that yeast as well. We use that when we do the, uh, the stone uh, brew shows now. I'm not saying that's what Stone uses, but you know, flavor profile to me, that's pretty close. Yeah, it doesn't leave as much English flavor because it? it's called it's dry right. English, so it's going right, to right. leave it a little bit less. Yeah, yeah. I so, will. Uh, I will tell you this: it did taste a little weird when I first kegged it. Mm-hmm. To me, the hop profile was like, whoa, it's a little weird, a little soapy, maybe. I guess I chemically, or, uh, I, mm-hmm. or I couldn't put my finger on the actual. Uh, flavor I was getting, but it was different. Mike mm-hmm. and I had this discussion. And it was, well, because we, well, my head the same thing with the Union Jack, but it was really fresh. And we're kind of going, I don't know, I don't know. But <laughs> man, you give that thing another week, and it really, right. you know, just a couple of days. It changed. Yeah, you know, when I was in uh, New Zealand, uh, they had uh, a couple of beers, and they had this uh, Emerson's uh, Pilsner. It's really beautifully brewed, and uh, when it's really fresh, they use these uh, Rewalker hops. And uh, the uh, 
the there it's a New Zealand hop, and when the beer is young, uh, Steve and Halitau are saying when when you use those hops, and when the beer is young, it'll have kind of a you said like a gum boot, uh, you know, rubber boot kind of kind of character to it. Well, prior to hearing that, uh, I had, I was tasting the beer, and I'm like, you know, it's, it all seems perfectly brewed, but it's kind of got this sulfury, rubbery kind of character to it. And everybody else is like, what? No, no, I don't, you know, they, they didn't detect it. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, you know, kind of obvious. And uh, I got to try a sample at uh, the Hallitower uh, 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 brew pub there in, near Auckland. And uh, it didn't have that at all. And he says, yeah, he says, you give it a little bit of time, that, that character goes away, and that's a, a really beautiful thing. But until that point, it's got kind of that weird kind of, you know, uh, burnt rubber kind of character coming through. Mm, interesting. So, uh, you know, and I think the same thing is, is kind of true also of maybe like Simcoe, where early on it's kind of got a sulfury component to it that gives it kind of an onion, garlic kind of character. And then that mellows out over time. But uh, it's interesting what those those hop compounds and the yeast and fermentation and all that uh, does together and, and, and what kind of character you get. Hmm. Now, Tasty, you also had a comment on uh, when you blend the DBA with the pale, with the, the Mission Street to get the Pale 31 about, you know, how that affects the, uh, the DBA or the oak and all that. Yeah, I noticed that the uh, you know putting the DBA, which is you know it's a pretty multi uh, crystal, uh, has a fair amount of crystal in its backbone. I noticed that when you add that to the uh, Mission Street, this really light, uh, not so crystally beer, uh, it really, uh, really uh, the oak amazingly uh, seems to be proportionally almost a little bit higher in the pale ale, even though mm-hmm. we're adding obviously less as mm-hmm. a percentage. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the the diluting of that malt backbone. In the DBA, lets the uh, lets is letting the oak sort of uh, come out and uh, sort of bloom in the beer. Right, right, yeah, because you can kind of get that oak character even with a, a minimal amount. A little bit, yeah, yeah. It makes a big difference, and I think that's probably what Matt had in mind, and he certainly accomplishes it by adding. We said eighteen percent, and we mm-hmm. were also thinking it might be more like fifteen. Right, he might say, "Well, it's typically more ten or something like right, that." So right, right, right. Wouldn't be surprised, but just you know, blending in general. Uh, well, and it also depends maybe on the the DBA. You know, if you've got fresh DBA right yeah. out of the out of the oak barrels. Yeah, I assume he's using it right out of the oak barrel, right. not versus not, something that's that's settled for a little bit, and and especially with the oak and things like that, it tends right. to settle out, and you you get a change in character as well. Right, right. huh? So a little bit goes a long ways, I think. Yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, blending is sort of a interesting thing. I've done a fair amount of it. Some of it, uh, I guess, is going to be in Zymergy. Uh, and uh, the the, uh, the the whole is uh, sometimes uh, a lot different than the parts. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it really makes each beer uh, ex- expose different parts of itself when you blend, especially when you're blending. <laughs> <laughs> blending uh, a, a bigger beer into a smaller beer uh-huh. it really makes the uh, it, it really makes adds to the big beer a whole lot makes it uh, so, so tasty, uh, expose tasty, itself is that the only way it, is it a unique thing from the blending or could you achieve that by crafting the beer a different way well, what do you think I, the thing about blending is you're taking uh, two beers that were from 
possibly uh, completely different environments. For instance, I've blended a lager and an ale, right? Well, obviously the ale was not fermented at, at uh, 50 degrees. Uh, mm. So it got certain... Uh, yeah. This lager brings the things to the table that mm. you can only get at 50. Yeah, and of course, you know, this ale brings things to the table that you can only get at sixty-eight. I, th- I think that's a good point. That right, right there, yeah, I, I think you, Try to, you wouldn't be able to, yeah. to ferment that. You're not going to ferment a yeah. beer at sixty-one and, and make that beer. Not so, make so it opens up a whole new area of experimentation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because okay. you could you could take a lager yeast and an ale yeast. You could pitch them into the same wort and do it at some middling temperature. But then neither one's doing exactly the same thing it would have done at the, the original esters are going to be yeah. different. Huh. Yeah, I, I thought that at first that was arguable, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you bring up well, that example. I think there's, that, yeah, well, yeah, that, that, that example sort of shows the argument right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, people that are like say, well, you shouldn't blend. Well, you're, what you're saying is you shouldn't uh, present to us all these flavors that we've never had before. Right. Because right. if you don't blend, you're not going to get this. Oh, most, uh, a, a, a vast majority of. Uh, Commercial brewers blend, you know, as they get bigger, they blend for consistency. Right, batch, batch. Uh, yeah, yeah there's nothing as long as as long as you're brewing the beers. You know, the, back back when I was doing well in competitions, there was people that were in, in, they, the, they were, in the old days. In the old days, <laughs> for back retired? when I was a whippersnapper, they you know they were they were sure that I could oh. not brew that many good beers and that i had to be cheating somehow and their version of cheating was was blending beers and i had never tried blending a beer at that point and they're asking me what do you think about blending beers i'm like oh yeah sounds like a good idea and so they put in a uh they put they put in you know somebody in like some conversation you know asked me oh what what would you think of that i'm like yeah it seems it sounds like a good idea (laughs) so so then i must have been blending beers and they changed the rules of their competition to disallow any blended beer was not allowed anywhere this one's blended right so yeah it's like you're you're actually i mean how stupid you're actually going to taste that for one and detect it and the other is how are you going to make beers that are blended beers like you know, there there's a number of beers that are supposed to be blended. Exactly. So mm. it, it's just it's just silly. Um, you know, as long as you're brewing the beers, then you know. It was in under section J Z of the uh, <laughs> clause J Z of the competition guidelines. <laughs> Paragraph two. It's like wow, how pathetic is Subsection that? Subsection yeah. D. These, these yeah. guys, these guys can't brew good enough beer to win, so they gotta like try and change the rules. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I, mean, I knew it. Just just exclude me. You I know, knew you'd that? think that good beer was a good well, idea. I knew they making better beer themselves <laughs> wasn't an option. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, I still yeah. like Gordon's take on it though. Oh yeah? yeah. Well, yeah. It's well, just, oh, let's get everybody sure. brewing good beer first. Right. I'll, I'll right. paraphrase that just right. a touch. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. If you if you don't like the results, brew better beer. You know, that's that's essentially what it boils down to. And you know, if you if you're trying to clone these, you know, that's if 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 you're taking these recipes and this information that we're providing, and you brew it and you say. Oh no! They left something out, or you know that 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 brewer lied to us and, and gave us the wrong information. Which I hear that all the time. It's like, no, dude, you're just not your your skill level isn't there. You need to work on your ability to brew good beer and you know perfect that, and you'll get there. You know, it's not that not that tough. It's a lot of little things, and you can you can get there if you're not matching it with this information. Then. You know, you've got some flaws in your process. Not that you're a bad brewer, but 
you know, or or there's some differences in your process. Maybe you're making a great beer, not the same beer. You need to learn how to alter your process to match something else, some goal you want to achieve, mm. and it can be done. So uh, you know, the information's good. Uh, don't 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 doubt that. So uh, that would be the the, yeah. the, the thing. I'm pretty oh. sure my failed clone was I was given the wrong information. Mm. That's oh, what sure, I think. Sure, sure. I'm going to start uh, yeah, using yeah. that now. I'm going to use it too. Oh, shit People shit out. Chad was looking at me funny while I was brewing. Right. You you did have a little little bum information on that one with the uh the lack of uh using the pale ale malt. Aha again. I knew it, Jay-Z. You're a cheating motherfucker. So, so this is your only clone. We don't yeah. allow we the use of motherfucker the on the show. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it was hard to Just that. refresh my memory. On the second <laughs> attempt, they took pity on you and they said did. it was close. It was a little Pretty bit sure. of a squeeze. Oh, yeah. no pity there. It was, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a, a really well-brewed beer. Oh, it's still on tap, Peter. Oh, good. I'll have some of that. I knew that right when you got off the plane, that's what you were hoping. Oh, I, sh- I sure hope Justin still has his beer on tap. <laughs> he saved it. <laughs> I, I think the, so only, the, reason it's here. the only problem with that was it was maybe a little too bitter. Yeah. Yeah, Not but, should have backed uh, up. Right now. Yeah, that might have fallen out. But right. Now it's a little too sour. It was it was <laughs> it was an excellent beer at the time. Yeah. All right. So, uh, any questions in the chat room? Oh, you, I did want to add something. Oh, oh yeah, unless yeah. it's yeah. in one of these questions, Justin. But I wanted to talk about the actual base malt. Um, he talks about. I don't know if uh-huh. I already talked about this, but Kendall and Metcalf. Uh-huh. He mentions in the show. Well, those are the varieties from Canada. Like um, Marisotter is a, a varietal of uh, of a grain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, tip, you can get William Crisp and Crisp all these different ones. And Fawcett um, and Bairds and... Right, right. right. So the actual company uh, Matt works with is RAR, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the base model I used. I just wanted to throw that yeah, out there. Yeah, see, and that probably makes a, a fair difference. Mm-hmm. We found that uh, to be true in, in a lot of cases. You know, the, the source of the malt, especially when you're talking about, like, British crystal malts, like Simpsons. Uh, you know, we, we're at uh, Grain and Grape in uh, Australia, and... Uh, and somebody was talking. They they gave me oh you know he had a clone of uh, the Shakespeare Stout. He wanted me to bring back a bottle for Justin and, and JP to taste. I said, well, if it's not for me, then, yeah, then screw you. So I didn't bring it back. No, actually, I just I, I didn't have the room. But I tasted it, and it was too light in color and not roasty enough. And he's like, well, you know, I used you know uh, a, a local Australian malt. Um, as compared to you know the, the the British malt that we were talking about, and the guy in the shop, they they carry both. He brings over a sample of both. He goes, not surprising. Take a look. These are both supposed to be the same EBC, same color level. He goes, here's the Simpsons. Here's the the other one, and uh, you know <laughs> the the difference in color just in the glass of the two grains was worlds apart. One was five times darker than the other. So those those British, you know, crystals and and, and roasted malts, uh, especially, you know, like the Simpsons you can get from our, our sponsor, Northern Brewer, they carry them. Um, they have a, a, an intensity of flavor and color that I think makes all the difference. And when we don't use them, we run into troubles. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to back that up. The um, uh, I've used the Australian Joe White malts the, uh, yeah, the caramels right that's what it was and um it says it's the same ebc and then you use simpsons or bears or faucets mm-hmm. and each of the uk malts are different mm-hmm. and and when you're down to the nuances that you guys are into when you're doing 
clone or not cloned, having the wrong malt profile mm-hmm. is yeah. is a problem. And it's a problem for us in Australia when you use Victory and other breeze type malts for for local mm-hmm. local beers in in the states. So yeah, it's. I suspect though, there's there's the significant flavour profile that comes out of one of those malts that you must absolutely have. Mm-hmm. The other ones may be just supplementary. Mm-hmm. Mm. And what about the Munich? I, I always get asked, like, oh, what's the Lovabon on that Munich? Mm-hmm. Is it 10 Lovabon? Is it, what, what is it? I mean, do you know the differences there? Or mm-hmm. are there big differences? Maybe oh, you can touch on those. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it it depends. You can get uh, Munich malt from at least from 6 Lovabon, and you might even be able to get it lower than that, uh, all the way up to... Uh, you know, 22 or so, or even darker. Um, you know, it's common here to find it between 20 and 6. Um, and an EBC, you know, that's like up to 40 EBC. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, the majority of people are using like a 10 or an 8. That's probably the majority of when people are saying Munich malt. Um, and then, you know, when they tend to use something else, they say dark. But I, I try and ask people... Uh, what color Munich they're using because it can vary quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And the maltster, again, you know, some of those Munich malts are really bready and have a rich, uh, you know, character to them. And some of them are just, you know, sort of like you waved a loaf of bread near the kettle or something. <laughs> you know, there's gotcha. like nothing there. Gotcha. You know, it's, you might as well just be using, uh, you know, domestic Turo or something. You know, mm-hmm. just really neutral. Hmm. So maltster makes a big difference. All right, so questions from the chat. Yeah, just had one question, uh, really. You guys answered a lot of them here at the end. Um, but Sean is in the chat room. He wants to know, does Shat feel that that real low beta rest temperature helps the OO2 attenuate low enough? Uh, or was there some more babying of the yeast that you had to do to get it to attenuate? Well, the babying of the yeast is the program that Matt uses, which is the 17C or 63 degrees Fahrenheit up to 66 over a couple days. So he goes through the gross phase, which is uh, 24 hours, uh, maybe to 36 hours, and then, you know, he bumps up the temperature right away. Okay. So I think that was the difference. That's what helped it finish out. Okay. That, you know, starting with healthy yeast, good good yeast population, providing oxygen, proper nutrition, all that, that that really means all the difference in uh, getting a yeast to consume all the sugars. And I believe he doesn't go above... uh, 68F, right, or something like he mentioned. Something, 70. 70 degrees F, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, that was it from the chat. All right. Yeah. All right, so there's Pale 31, another one that cloned. Chad's on a roll. Good job. All right, and uh, if you get a chance, make sure you stop by the uh, Brew Network store. we got uh, good stuff in there. we got books signed by the author. We've got uh, shirts, uh, hats, glassware, stuff like that. If you're coming out to one of our events, buy one of those shirts. Put it on. We'd yeah. love to see you. It's it's nice to be able to identify uh, each other that way, and uh, and that that little bit of uh, profit goes to the bottom line of the brewing network and helps keep programming like this going. Also, if you get a chance, uh, you can check out that BYO link. There's big things as brew your own. You click on that. Go and sign up for a subscription. If you're not, I, I do a, a column in there every issue, and uh, half of that subscription price goes to the Brewing Network. Nice and generous of BYO, and uh, really helps uh, keep programming going, and you get a great magazine to boot. 
It was good. All right. Till the next time. Bruce Strong. And often.